Hi guys, welcome back. Um, I know it's been like seven, eight, nine. I actually don't know how long it's been since I put out the last episode, but season one's done. It's in the past. It's season two. Super excited. Um, today I'm sitting down with Nadine Jane of Nadine Jane Astrology. She is an astrologist based out of New York City. I mean, I like really hope slash assume more than half of you know who she is. This is probably one of the most exciting interviews slash episodes I've had to date. We kind of just get into astrology a bit, talk a lot about it, how she got started, how she like was able to turn this into a career. Again, if you are an astrology nerd like myself, you are going to fucking love this episode. I am so excited for you guys to have a listen. Season two's back full throttle. Um, I promised that it's going to be a lot of people like throughout North America. So, I mean, first episode, New York City based, super cool. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Don't forget to subscribe, obviously. Um, yeah, that's it. So enjoy and I'll see you guys soon. This episode of Lemon Water is brought to you by my friends at Vitruvi. Vitruvi is an essential oils company that's built by and designed for women. With the focus on sophisticated natural living, their products are super versatile and you can use them to customize your beauty, body, and home rituals. Their stone diffuser in particular is super beautiful, with each one being crafted like a design piece for your personal space. I have the white one, it lives on my nightstand and I'm kind of in love with it. If you're interested in dabbling in essential oils but also want products that will look good on your shelfie, Vitruvi melts these two worlds together. If you want to give them a try, use code LEMONWATER to get 20% off your purchase at Vitruvi.com. Hi guys, welcome back. I mean, welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I'm with Nadine Jane. Hi guys. And I feel like majority of you know who she is. Just, Maybe not. No, like I would be shocked. <laughs> like I, I would hope that pe- people following this like know who you are. So if you don't know Nadine, she is, I'm going to say like the brains and creative because mm-hmm. you are the creative yep. behind um, Nadine Jane Astrology. So why don't we just like, I'm just going to like first give you like kind of a synopsis of what it is. It's an Instagram that basically goes in depth with horoscopes but in a very creative way and nothing it's not like a meme account (laughs) it's not like one of those meme accounts that you see now that like everyone's just ripping apart scorpios and gemini yes (laughs) which is funny and all yeah Yeah. but um it's more of just like an artistic approach to kind of i would also say like millennials understanding astrology it's exactly what it, what oh. my intention was i felt like the hole in the market was how can you communicate an ancient practice yeah. into a way that feels super modern yeah and so like i i always think that the my design background because i used to be a designer set the stage for this mm-hmm. and i had no idea that it was but i think having those tool those two skill sets ended up blending really nicely together because yeah. when i started becoming an astrologer i was like shit do i have to just like was that a whole career wasted? And then in the long run, no, you can totally use that those skills to translate information in a really effective way. Yeah. So I actually do want to get into like the past two years and how I think like astrology and horoscopes and all of that has really like blown up on social media. Uh-huh. But before we get into that, <laughs> um, I just want to talk a bit about, so yesterday I was at your talk at the Missouri panel. You did amazing, by the way. Thank you. That was insane. I also want to kind of ask you, 
how the hell do you remember everything that you say? I, I, my brain capacity yes. is not that big to remember every sign, every yes. house. And like, how did you do that? I, I, I've listened to other astrologers on podcasts and I, I think that this is the only part that's maybe like we did this in a past life is that it's the only thing that I've ever studied before that felt like I was relearning it. If oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so maintaining that information and being able to regurgitate it on the fly to someone is the only, I'm not naturally like that, but when it comes to astrology, I can do it with just about anything. You're just like on. Yeah. So it's just, there's this weird file folder in my brain that has every bit of information I've yeah. ever learned about astrology and I can pull, pull it out like a hat. It was kind of want. like watching a Ted talk, but you know that during a Ted talk, they have the teleprompter. Do they? Yeah, they do. It's on the floor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I've always, I always like, like, cue cards. Wow, they're yeah. good at this. Yeah. Um, well, some of the times at least, but that's so interesting. The, like you were literally up there and it was just like second nature. It was like, you were like, blacked out but you were yes. just speaking I always joke that I black knew, out yes. you knew what you were saying I was like how the, like maybe like for one sign or two signs I could do that but yes. I would never be able to do that for all 12 well like I remember two or three years ago no, no no two years ago my boyfriend said um he goes what's your bliss and I said what do you mean by that and then he goes when I surf I'm, it's a complete out of body experience. I'm complete. I'm so present. It's like a fourth dimension. I yeah. am so present in the here and now that I'm not thinking about anything else. Yeah. And he said, what's your bliss? And I remember freaking out and thinking I, absolutely fucking nothing. Like I remember thinking I don't have a bliss. I don't, I don't relate to that. There's nothing in my life where I'm com- so present that I'm like no longer there. If that makes sense. Hey, now I feel like, that. yeah, I know exactly. And it's a, but I think though, I think everyone has it, but yeah. you might not discover it till in my case, 26 years old or in other people's cases when they're 50 and they discover this other thing that they love. So I don't think there's any rush to get there, mm-hmm. but the way I would describe it is it's a complete out of body experience to be talking about this. It's, it's, you know, I do, I am a spiritual person. So that yeah. means like, I do believe in something greater than myself. And like, this practice is not mine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just feel like this is some weird thing that I can't ex- describe as to why I can do it. But it's this one weird skill that is comes very naturally to me. It was amazing. So no, my brain doesn't normally work <laughs> like that, except when it comes to astrology. I can't remember shit. Do you get like, I guess you don't even get nervous talking about it. I get so nervous and excited like a chihuahua leading up to it. And then all of a sudden my mouth opens. I'll get maybe one laugh from the crowd and then I'm in, right? Like one nod or like (laughs) excited face in the crowd could make you feel like, okay, someone's happy to be here and that will make all the nerves go away. I mean. But just like anyone, yeah, I want to like shit my pants before. Am I okay with swearing? I'm such a big. Oh, I always swear. swear. I I mark this podcast as explicit. Explicit, so they Great. can't block me. <laughs> okay, so what were you doing before this? I know you were working at Glossier, yeah. um, which I feel like this is tiny every, beauty brand. is every girl's <laughs> dream in America <laughs> to, work, to work at the pink office. Yes. But so you were working at Glossier, and then you kind of started this one random weekend. Yeah. So, um, happily employed at Glossier for two and a half years at that point. I think I was the 20th employee, something like that. Um, and actually weird foreshadowing, Emily wrote in the six, the one year newsletter to all of the Glossier people. 
saying um, the company's grown so much and blah, 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 blah. And we have an in-house astrologer named, you know, like blah, blah. And she was just said it as a joke because I was still, I'd been studying this for forever. So yeah. I'm going up to all of my coworkers being like, can I read your chart? Who are you? What's your rising sign? All that kind of stuff. So as a joke, she wrote that we have this in-house astrologer. And then I took a front-end web development class um, to basically, I wanted to take my design skills to the next level. Mm -hmm. I was like, it sounds cool to be able to design and to make something, Mm -hmm. to build something. And the professor of the class said, you have to make a website that has nothing to do with your job. So in my case, it had to do nothing, had nothing to do with Glossier. And so I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to make an astrology website. And nothing happened with it. I just built it for the class. I Mm -hmm. loved it. Um, It looks very similar to the site that I have today, even though I tweaked a few things once Mm -hmm. I actually went live. Um, and it sat there for, I think a year and a half. Okay. It just was just this, like, cool... I mean, did you send it to some of your like friends and coworkers? Yeah. Like, oh, and they thought yeah. it was cool, but like, I hadn't written any of the content for it, for instance. So it was this beautiful page that said Aquarius <laughs> and then it had like lorem ipsum, yeah. like filling up the rest of it. But then I would just get bored some nights and I would write one liners in the notes folder of my computer about the different things that would come into my brain of how to describe an Aries. That's what, okay. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you. No Yesterday I was mesmerized by your comparisons. Oh, cool. How you <laughs> compared a cancer to a pregnant lady yeah. and like how you, I actually wrote some down. Like they were we like, should give some context to that. How so did you like, do like, I was like, how the hell? Did she think of this? It was like, <laughs> toddlers are the moon sign. Like, yeah. what are you saying? Like, how did you come up with all those, like, side anecdotes? Like, it makes, and that's another thing, like, for millennials who, like, don't really, I'm, like, generalizing as yes. millennials, but, like, who don't really, like, when you read something and you don't get it, I feel like your explanation is just Okay. Good. Like, good. yeah, I get it. Like, you, you, know, you dumbed it down for us. But, like, in a way that, that we is. understand. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because it's the way that I taught myself, if yeah. that makes sense. You know, of, like, um, everyone has their different way of remembering things. Mm-hmm. My, well, the cancer one's interesting. The cancer one I actually read in a book. And I, I'm going to explain that because I do think it's fascinating. Yeah. Cancer being the crab, so it has this outer layer of protection. And then the inside, this warm, like gooey, amazing maternal energy. And by the way, that's true for men and women. Um, the analogy is, think of how we treat pregnant women on the subway. <laughs> yeah, Everyone, it's just like an impulse, something that we're born with. Move out of the way, give her a seat, and like make sure she's protected at all costs because that's the life force. The womb is literally like obviously where we give life. Yeah. And so that's what the cancer energy is. And that's why we always call it the mother or we call it the most maternal sign and all that kind of stuff. And so they have to protect that symbolic womb that they have inside of themselves. And that's where the outer shell comes into play. So cancers are an interesting sign where I love the fact that they actually can be some of the most closed off people in the world. You'd never know that they feel a ton. They, you know, are so empathetic towards you, but they've learned that it's like part of survival for them to have this outer layer. But anyways, the analogies, I have no idea where they, they are they're probably picked up from like many different experiences along the way. You're so good at it. (laughs) (laughs) So you were like post-itting them like during that weekend. Yeah. So that's what, exactly. So I was writing these notes on my computer for God knows what reason. Like I remember writing Scorpio's your blood sucking friend who will look into the dark abyss of life with you for hours. And I just remember thinking like, that just sounds cool. And I'm just going to write it somewhere in case I could ever use it for a design project or something like that. 
And then um, my classic story is that me and my long distance boyfriend, who's still my boyfriend, you guys don't worry, got in a huge fight, like a really our biggest yeah. couple fight thus far. At Where that was point. he living at the time? London. Okay. And so we we're doing long distance oh, from London to New York. Yeah. So we had to go distance. a full. We we spent a ton of money on it, but we saw each other once a month. But even a month apart's a really long time long. if you're deeply madly in love with someone. So anyways, we got in a huge fight. It was unfortunately a four-day weekend and I had all my friends were out of town for the four-day weekend. I had literally nothing to do. So you're in a fight, you're heartbroken, and then you have four days alone with your thoughts, right? And so- That um, sounds like my nightmare. Yes. And um, (laughs) by the way, I'm sober, but just by choice, I don't don't drink. It just doesn't, you guys are really bad drunk. Um, And so I didn't, I don't even have like the weekend to me is like hobby time, right? Because like I have nothing else. I don't go, you know, and not hugely social to begin with. And so anyways, long winded way of saying, I was like, maybe I'll just take these one liners, the design system that I came up with for the website and then launch an Instagram just for my friends. Because in uh, art school, I attempted to launch different Instagrams that I thought were cool, right? Oh, same. I mean, I'm sure we, I'm sure many people are saying they're not I had, thinking like, me really too. really embarrassing ones. Oh, same. So embarrassing. Same, yeah. that I thought were totally innovative yeah. and cool. Um, and so anyways, I did not expect this to go anywhere. I was expecting it to be another one of my attempts to do something of an artistic expression for myself and yeah. have no one connect to it. And um, and then six months later or so, I had to leave Glossier because it became such a th- an, enough of a thing where I could no longer have these two competing you jobs. You like hit 10K within like a month. No, no, no. I no? Oh, no. I only hit, I think I hit 10K six months into it yeah it's what I think is really interesting about it is I'm not an overnight success yeah what I think has been really cool about my journey is that it's been slow and steady I feel like every increment that it grows in I'm prepared for does that make sense like when it was at 1k that was really cool and exciting and it felt massive to me yeah and I was still working a full-time job so like managing 1k followers is doable as a side hustle (laughs) and then 10k (laughs) comes yeah I think when I left Glossier I was at 15k and I remember being like this is enough of a thing to manage where I could potentially go do this as a freelance gig um, and then now I think it's at 86 and that's this feeling of like, okay, we're on this, we're on to maybe almost the next chapter of like, how do I expand this beyond what I'm already doing? So anyways, I, I love the fact that it has been growing steadily rather than all of a sudden I'm at a million followers. I have no idea what to do now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's different for everyone, but that's what's happened in my case. So like, okay, so now I can like ask this question because yes. we're in it. What do you think happened with these past two years and like oh, Instagram and like everyone being so, so into, into it. it? Like my mom was always into mm-hmm. it. So like as a child, like I knew like I'm a Capricorn, cool. she's an Aries oh. and like, like it was just like, she's also very into Chinese astrology yes. too. So like I'm a monkey and yes, like yes, she yes. makes sure I read my horoscope yes. like every, the beginning of every year. Yeah. So because like I was so accustomed to it, like when I was growing up and like I would mention it to my friends, they'd be like, what are you talking? Like yeah, they had yeah, no yeah. idea what I was saying. They're like, you're crazy. Yes. But now it's like with the memes everywhere, it's viral. Yeah. Everyone's always talking about it. People mention it in their inter- like job yeah. interviews. Like yeah. it's just so, I don't know, maybe it's just the industry that we're in. Yes. But do you, do you see like some sort of correlation? Like, I mean, you've, you've always been in it 
too. Like I, we've been studying it for how many years now? Um, probably a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting thing is there's something that's gone on literally astrologically that explains it. Oh. So I think I, yeah. I don't, I don't, won't like really go into the nitty nitty gritty yeah. details of what that is exactly. That might be for someone else's podcast, but so <laughs> I'm going to like zoom out. Yeah. Something, an interaction between Pluto, which is the planet of, um, the occult, so mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, you could use the word witches type of thing. Um, Neptune, which is a planet of dreams and sort of what we find to spark our curiosity into an other to a different world. Mm-hmm. Interactions with those two planets, um, a bit of Jupiter in the mix, which is the most excited planet. All of those interactions over the past two years have lent themselves towards a sort of awakening and a new acceptance of stuff that is not necessarily in the past been widely accepted as being true. That makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. and I think that our generation, which is the Pluto and Scorpio, so in all of our birth charts, if you're born, I forget the exact time period, but yeah. let's say you're a 90s kid, you more than likely have a Pluto and Scorpio in your birth chart. Yeah. That's, you know, it is no surprise to me that we are the Me Too generation or the Black Lives Matter generation because it's just... Pluto and Scorpio is let's unearth the absolute fucking dark truth and yeah. what's really going on. So I do I just think our generation has a tendency to want to understand the um and access the parts of life that are unexplainable to a certain extent in astrology. And to challenge it too. To right? challenge it and then to sort of um I don't know how to put it exactly, but I just think that we have more so than the generation before the baby boomers. I think there's a huge interest in understanding, you know, I do think we're a bit disillusioned, honestly, (laughs) where we are, we live in a very, very bizarre period of time. I think that just spiritual practice in generals are going to grow like crazy during this. Like, I don't think the two year, this past two years is just the beginning. I think that's going to keep growing from now on. And do you think it'll stop? I mean, we can't tell if it's going to stop at some point. Exactly. I don't, I don't know exactly. Obviously I can like forecast (laughs) it to a certain extent, but I think that like for our generation in particular, I think it will stick with us at the very least. Wow. Yeah. But maybe our kids will rebel and they'll be like, fuck you guys. This is crazy. I don't believe in it. That type of thing. It could be. You never know. I know. I mean, like people are shocked that I'm so into horoscopes because I am a Capricorn and we're yeah. known for like not giving a fuck. But you have a Pluto and Scorpio. That's so like true. that means that like, even if you are, you know, your purpose is to be practical. There's all these other interesting deep layers underneath that. When you first, like just, I know like we don't know each other that yes. well, but like just by like having an interaction with me, like what would you guess that like my sun I think you have to have, rising? And yeah, moon? I would. I probably couldn't guess your moon because yeah. we've only spent a very little amount yeah. of time together. My guess is you have to have way more air yeah. just because like inherently your job is to be a communicator to a certain extent. I mean, in particular with the podcast, mm-hmm. with social media in general. So <laughs> Capricorn alone works really well within a system. So it'd be someone who maybe, you know, let's say you're a quadruple Capricorn, sun, moon, rising, all in Capricorn. 
Um, you could work. I'd feel bad for that person. I've met that type of person actually. And I love, are they like running like a company? They are are very, very high up in management at a startup and they are just literally the go-to person of, can I get practical, concrete, sound advice that's down to earth and realistic? So there's a big use case for people like that. But so long way to way of saying for you, yes, I get some Capricorn vibes from you because this conversation, quite frankly, is down to earth. There's nothing about it that's like, you know, philosophical talking in the clouds type of thing. Um, But my guess is there's more air there than than just Capricorn. So my moon is Gemini. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) And then my rising likes to speak. Yeah. (laughs) And then my rising is Aquarius. So Amazing. So you do have a ton more air. Yeah. Yeah. So I just... I love all the Geminis in my life, even though I feel like I'm constantly getting mind fucked. But yes, when I found out I was like a Gemini moon, I was like, were you freaked out? Yeah, I was like, why am I I like Gemini is such an unfair reputation. I agree, but what I will always say is that they are the greatest friends in the entire world. Yeah, like they are like the best people because they're like they'll always be there for you. And they can be sort of a spark plug for new ideas and new information. Like your moon in Gemini essentially means that like one of your most fundamental qualities is curiosity yeah. and like a desire I to both. so many questions. Yeah, yeah. like in, insatiable when it comes to like learning things, but also insatiable when it comes to sharing them with others. So like a podcast is actually a job that helps your moon get involved, which is, I think, some of the best jobs is how can I use my soul as, you know, a force in my job. On top of their essential oils and diffuser, Vitrivia's just launched a new collection called Dynamic Skincare. They developed a super simple three-step system that helps you create a custom face oil for whatever your skin needs right now. I find that my skin can change based on weather, travel, stress, or whatever's going on in my life. So this concept really appealed to me. I've actually created my own face oil formula with Vitrivi that's made up of avocado oil, meadow foam seed, and blueberry seed. I love it because it's totally unique to me. It's like an extension of my current life status and has been a skin savior for me this winter. If you want to create your own formula, Vitrivi has a feature on their website that guides you through the entire process. If you're looking to try anything from Vitrivi, from essential oil, skincare, or their beautiful diffuser, use code LEMONWATER to get 20% off your purchase on Vitrivi.com. So you mentioned something really funny last night and it like resonated with me and my friends so much. I'm excited. And it was how like girls these days, like before I go on a date, I find out what his birthday is. Yes. I don't know why. Like I can't, (laughs) I just, I can't not do that. It's just like embedded in me and I won't even give them a chance. Like anything they'll say, I'll like relate it back to the sign. I'll be like, this is why he is the way he is. Or like, this is why he's acting this way. And we did this to ourselves. I know. I think as a generation, we've just done this to ourselves and there's, but it's no a dangerous way. game to play. Yeah. Like, like anyone who's listening, thinking me too. <laughs> and I do that all the time. Everyone fucking does it. But the thing is the birth chart is so complex. It doesn't really even tell you anything about them, quite frankly, yeah. to know their sign. Like if someone tells me, Hey, I'm a, you know, uh, let's use a different example. Hey, I'm a cancer. My presumption would be, oh God, they're going to be super sensitive. They're going to be overly emotional. They're even going to be super guarded. Yeah. So this is going to be an uphill battle to get to know them. But what if their moon is in something super open like Leo? And, and on top of that, they're a Leo rising where they like to express themselves and share their energy with others. Like it's, it, it is 
virtually irrelevant what someone's sun sign is because you don't know the house that it's in you don't know what it's squaring yeah but then what if you're crazy and like ask them for their time (laughs) okay so i actually have a really funny story so when i i was you guys two weeks into dating my current boyfriend he goes hey my mom googled you and i'm like sick i'll google his mom like i just got permission to like create stalk his mom And so I went to her Facebook and her Facebook has this perfect photo of him in the incubator. And not only that, the incubator has a sticker on it that says born, I won't say his information, but his exact birth date, the exact birth time, and then the hospital name. And what did you do? And so, of course, I looked it up. So we're two weeks into dating and I don't just know this guy's side. I know his entire natal chart. And so in the best way, I mean- And you're doing yourself a personal reading on him. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm looking for like mass compatibility. I'm thinking about, okay, what's he going to be like 10 years from now? What's his north node? Who's he going to? evolve into all that kind of stuff like I'm like deep like really deep into his chart and so was that a good thing I have no idea but it was part of our story because quite frankly his chart made me trust him more but I think the downside is you could find a chart that scares you and they could be the best person for you you know that amount like in my boyfriend's case it felt safe actually Mm -hmm. to understand his chart I still don't. So anyways, I actually don't recommend doing this as much as it is. You guys, it was I lucky that it worked out for me and I didn't run away based on his chart. But another I, an interesting thing is he has Pluto in the seventh house, which essentially means that like there can be really crazy power plays and maybe even a withholding of and also like an overexpression and a withholding of the partner's energy. Mm-hmm. And so that is a huge red flag, but I was like, we're just going to go for it anyways. Like I have no idea what's going to happen. And so I'm aware of his Pluto. Like I'm aware of where him and I are having weird power dynamics and sort of like talking out loud about it. So like you can use it to your advantage or you can make it, you know, end a relationship. It's really up to you. I get DMs all the time from people saying, am I compatible with my Scorpio boyfriend or, um, my My Libra girlfriend or, you know, whatever the question is. And the truth of the matter is I can tell you a little bit about what the dynamics are, but it's up to you if you want to make it work at the end of the day. There's human, there's self-will involved in all of astrology. So like even the things that you read about your chart, take it with a grain of salt, because let's say you're really prone to indecision because you're a Libra, you could take courses or you could just try to be a little bit more decisive in some way, right? Like there's always self-improvement, self-will and like, that you know that type of thing involved you're not predestined to only be this one way I try to not read my daily horoscope why because I feel like then I'm basing my day off of that so taint colors a day yeah Yeah. and I what I like doing is obviously I read yours like when you put them out at the beginning of the month yeah but then say something happens like on a Friday I'll be like okay let me read like let me read the beginning week of the horoscope (laughs) like that like you know just to like see leading up to it because I found that when I was reading it every day, this was also when I was in like grade 10. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like when I was in the 10th yes. grade, I was reading my horoscope every day and I'm like, that's why I failed my test. Yes. And it's just like, no, that's yes, not yes, why yes, you yes, failed yes, your yes, test. Yes, like yes. you subconsciously like allowed yourself to believe in that. Yes. So I don't know, like I'm very, like my co-star, obviously it's the only thing that I have, do yeah. not, like do not disturb off of. Yeah. So I actually get notifications yes. from co-star and yes. I'm just like, shit my finances are a frustration every goddamn day like (laughs) stop telling me I'm poor I get it but yeah and yesterday what was really 
it was kind of warm. Every single person at their co-star open. And I'm just like, oh, we are all the same. That is so cool. Everyone's chart was open yesterday. Yes. Like, And I was like, I don't know for you if you saw that everyone was just on their phone, yes. but everyone was just on co-star, like trying to be like, what's going it? on? Yes. Like, what is she talking about? Yes. Um, hey, but back to that, I know you do readings like as a job. Yeah. You're giving so much energy to people. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it's too much for you? Like, how do you shut down? Because I just feel like, like, kind of like a therapist. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you ever feel like you're overwhelmed? Um, sometimes. But for the most part, I've always been like this to a yeah. certain extent. So I do think there's like a bit of just who you fundamentally are at play where I fucking love going into your shit with you, you know, and because even when it comes to writing my horoscopes, I'm speaking to myself when I'm affirming you guys, I'm affirming that part of me, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. So I, I get energy in general. It depends. I've had a couple where they're more draining than they are uplifting, but for the most part, I walk away having um, understood myself on a deeper level by talking to that person. So I, I think it's a really cool and unique job where I can unpack your crazy, your crazy like Pluto square moon, which means that you have some, some personal stuff that's very, very deeply buried, maybe even connected to your mother, but mostly just with yourself. Right. I can unpack that with you to further unpack some of the stuff that I have going on. So on you're my just chart. constantly growing. Yeah. And also like understanding human nature is really fucking cool and understanding uh, what I think the coolest thing about the reason why they tend to be more uplifting is I feel less and less alone on days where I'm going through something because I just feel like on all of these readings, even if the person's the coolest influencer in the entire world, they have a story, they have a chart, they have contradictions in their personality. And so like we do live in an age of wow, this person's life looks amazing. But if you know enough about charts, you'll realize like we are all connected to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's giving a ton of energy, but I normally thrive under environments where it's more about the other person than it is about me because I use it as a tool to connect yeah. it back to myself. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any like rituals that you do like morning and nighttime, like wellness rituals? For myself? Also? Yeah. Yeah, I, so I had a really tough 2016. Oh, I just really had a bit of a, a personal breakdown. And um, you I were had, living in New York already. I was though. living in New York. I was just in a weird, weird, you know, like it, you're pedaling through mud. You're like, I want to feel better, but like nothing that I'm mm -hmm. doing is making me feel better. Obviously I was slightly depressed. Um, and I read so many self-help books during that period of time. And I mean, I also love our generation because I think we're all super into self-help, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool. Um, but the biggest takeaway I got was learning how to love the self. And that is so cliche. There's tons of like memes and things about like self-love. And I love that. But I think what it meant for me was, no, I literally need to have a relationship with myself. So my self-care, whatever routine every morning is to tell myself something that I like about myself. Out loud or do you write it down? I tend to write it down because yeah. I'm just someone who cringes if I have to like look in the mirror and say something. But it depends on what works for you, yeah. right? Like, But I, I personally can't do that. I did it at the beginning as a recommendation from my therapist I used to just feel like I was lying when I would write that thing down. Like I would maybe write down, like, I really love 
X, Y, and Z about you talking to myself. And it would feel like, oh, you know, I don't really mean this. But then over time, if you do that enough, you really do start to, you know, have that connection with yourself, which mm-hmm. I'd never had before. I was a very external person where I'd look to my friends to do it for me or my parents to do it for me or my boyfriend to do it for me. It was just a year of being completely alone with myself. And so then, so that in the morning and then at night, I, as recommendation from Oprah, I do write down five things that I'm grateful for. I fucking love Oprah. I just (laughs) think it's cool to use your very public platform purely to try to do good. Obviously she has not hit the mark a hundred percent, but I would say for as long of a career she's had, she's hit the mark a lot. I was watching something. I don't know if it's, so she obviously made Pharrell cry and then (laughs) someone, she went, I think on Jimmy Fallon. Yes. And she just, or David Letter, I don't remember. Yeah. And they're like, Oprah, you just like have this effect on people. Yes. Like, and then she like looked at them and they started crying. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I don't know. But like, I, think everyone, that, yeah. I think it's amazing to find a public figure who just genuinely is both human and inspiring. I think that that's a rare combination. So like Oprah feels like someone I've known for forever as she does everyone. for everyone. Yeah. I feel like she feels like everyone's great aunt yes exactly you know like you yes. just like love her and like, love her energy you yeah. could just like run up to her on the street and give her a hug and she'd be like yes because i don't like like for instance i used to like reality television i actually really can't do it anymore because it makes me feel dark and i just love how (laughs) oprah i usually walk away feeling less alone which so anyways and she does a great way like it's always about the other person yes yeah it's always about the other person it's never and that's we don't know that much about her but we're obsessed with her but Uh we don't like it's not about her yes it's about how she's making you feel exactly weirdest she's incredible I, I fucking love Oprah. <laughs> so anyways, at night I write down five things that were good about my day. And the amazing thing about that is you could have had the absolute worst day in the world. Yeah. But if you force yourself to find five things, it might be as small as, well, my coffee was really good I literally that day, used to right? do that too. Yeah. Or like I smiled at a stranger. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so it, it, it made me feel a little bit less like doomsday, I guess. It's yeah. sort of like everything's terrible. It, it forces you to find the light within a really shitty day. Yeah. So those are my two things that I do every day. Do you have like a favorite workout? I can. So I have Mars and cancer. Yeah. Mars is actually a good part of the chart to look for. Yes, it's a planet of anger, but that also translates into like physical activity for the most Wait, part. Wait, did you say your Mars is in cancer? Yeah. Is yours? Okay. Oh, it is? Cool. Yeah. So Mars is not super stoked to be in cancer, to be honest. Oh. Like we, we are not the most like physically rigorous of Mars positions. Um, and so... Exercise has always been an uphill battle for me. I'm not someone who's a gym bunny. And by the way, it depends on how Mars is positioned in your chart mm-hmm. for if you might be more into exercise than I am. But Mars is retrograde in cancer in my chart. And um, and it squares a bunch of things. So long story short, it's not my thing. <laughs> I really like swimming. Yeah. So Mars and cancer being a water sign, being in water can be super healing and helpful and good physical activity for Mars and cancer, Mars and Pisces. Well, you grew up in California. And I grew up in California. So I grew up as a swimmer. Yeah. So swimming is probably my number one, but it's very difficult to find a pool in New York. That's not and a I, like, zillion dollars a hate, month. Yeah, I can't yeah. 
So I can't do that. <laughs> Tried the YMCA, which I loved, but it was just like too crowded and I couldn't do that either. Um, and then my second thing is slow moving exercises. Yoga and Pilates work really well for me. I'm just not a high intensity exerciser. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. A, I feel like a lot more people aren't than are. But if you're like, a, I agree. If you're yeah. like a Mars and Aries though, which is really like it's Mars wants to be an Aries, by the way, because Mars is a natural ruler of Aries. You might be someone where like boxing and like true physical contact, high intensity workouts, whatever really works for you. And I think that's fucking awesome. But if you're in the category like me, I found swimming and Pilates to be the best. But that's, that's kind of, those are therapeutic. Exactly. My theme for exercise. Some people, my friend Sam was just telling me, she was like, she found this crazy Pilates class that is high intensity. And I'm like, how the hell could you make Pilates high intensity? And she said, I just love that feeling in the middle of the workout where I just feel like I'm dying. And for (sighs) me, my theme is I will never go back to the class. If there's a moment during it where I'm like, why am I here? You know, trainer from New York who I like, like I love, but she was interviewed one time and she said that she gets a high when she feels like she can't breathe and she's about to die. And that's what pushes her to (laughs) go. And I'm just like, that makes me want to ball my eyes out. And like, never like, why would you ever want to feel that way? But I guess it's also psychologically like pushing your body to limits that you never could have ever thought that you can get to. And I'm just like, yo, you I think it's cool for them, but I must say I'm not inspired by that. I'm my like, how can I be really gentle with my hormones wouldn't let me body? do yes, that. Exactly. My hormones are just being like, um, bitch, kindly <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I just want yeah. you to briefly look at this and mm-hmm. tell me, I'm showing her my chart, guys, what I need to look out for. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm cool. nervous. Cool. Um, okay, so look out for sounds negative. So I I'm guess. not gonna talk about it that way. Um you have Jupiter, which is the most like big expansive planet in the fifth house of creativity. So like if I were to have only seen that in your chart, I would be like, okay, this person sh- one of her greatest gifts is gonna lie in the house of like fundamental creativity. Mm-hmm. So it's not like um, the sixth house would be more about painting or, you know, nitty gritty design details. The fifth house is more about the big picture stuff. So um, when you have Jupiter in there, it just means you could be incredibly gifted in the fifth house of general creativity um, and childlike creativity. So maybe think about what was I super good at as a kid that I decided one day I'm too much of an adult. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So these people can find like, oh, I have to kind of come full circle in my creativity to what I remember I was weirdly good at in kindergarten. You know what I mean? It's so funny. I just took so two things. One, I had an astro chart reading like two weeks ago. Oh, cool. And she just like, I was like, okay, guess what I do for a living? Yeah. She's like, are you an art director? And I was like, no, yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. But that's like really funny. Yes. And then number two, like I feel like this past, like these past two months, I keep going back to the things that I used to love as a child. So yeah. was it like ice skating, like yes. hockey, like yeah. really like things that I did as a kid. And yes. I told my mom and she was like, that kind of makes sense for you. Yes. And I'm like, just like do one thing that used to make yes. you happy, like once a week. And yeah. it made, it's made me feel so much better. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that fifth, the fifth house on anyone's charts, an interesting one to look at for kind of understanding the in quote child within and yeah. 
any adult, even if you don't have Jupiter in the fifth house, I think should be accessing their fifth house to a certain extent. That will spark major, like inherent creativity within within you. Um, I hope I'm not reading this wrong because I don't. I don't for co-star, but I think your son's in the seventh house. Yeah. Um, that essentially means that your ego resides in partnership in a, in not in a good way. Like, so don't worry. Like that's a, <laughs> that sounds like, oh my God, am I codependent? Yeah. Do I like have to be in a relationship? Yeah. Um, your sun sign's super practical. It's Capricorn. It's like happy to be just working all the time. It wants to be constantly self-improving and like climbing up its next hill. But it resides in the house of partnership. It just could mean teaming up is like one of your best assets for your egoic life. So mm-hmm. like an example of this is if you ever wanted to start your own company yeah. is to find a partner, you know, find someone that maybe is the yin to your yang in how you achieve your business goals. Um, but then on a on the more fun level, which everyone wants to know about, it could just mean that finding your life partner sort of gives birth to a lot of your your ego spreading itself in the world in a good way. You know, my yeah. purpose as a Capricorn gets complimented by and you know spending the rest of my life with someone. So, um, I don't know if you identify with this. It's not about marriage per se, but it yeah. is about like finding a partner is deeply important to me. It's yeah. part of my purpose. It's part of my path. Yeah. I have an empty seventh house. And so like one of the interesting things is I really don't care if I get married or not. And like, yeah. I don't really. And you like actually feel that way. And I genuinely feel that way. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. So anyway, son in the seventh house, it's, it's, you should think about what partnership means to you. Um, The last thing that I think I'll probably end on is, the 10th house for anyone who's interested is the house of career, fame, and honor. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of about, it's it's one of the most visible points in the chart, the most visible points in the sky. It's close to the midheaven. Um, and this it kind of explains our career. It explains our public persona and all that kind of stuff. And so for you, what's really interesting about it is you have your moon um, and you have, so you're moon in Aquarius, not moon no, in Gemini. No, moon in Gemini. It says Gemini rising and moon in Aquarius. Really? Yeah. Is, has my life been a lie? <laughs> but then when I go here. Oh my gosh. No. You're right. <laughs> but this is actually a good thing. I think you should be stoked about this. Yeah. Um, this is you, right? Okay. How do I go back? Okay. The chart. Um <laughs> Do you use CoStar? I mean, you don't need it. You know what I you're doing. I don't need it, but I think that they're doing something so cool. <laughs> it is very that, cool. Like they are making one of the biggest obstacles, I think, as an astrologer is I want to ex- talk to you guys all the time about your chart. And yet there are so many people who DM me being like, what's a rising sign? So I think that I love CoStar as this mm-hmm. compliment to what I do where I'm like, hey, there's this really cool app that's free and they're doing it's beautifully designed. They're doing the coolest shit Yeah, where the, a person could get a base line knowledge of what their chart is i think that they are, are really filling a hole in the market i which think is you super guys cool. should just like collaborate like work on a partnership <laughs> like i think you both complement each other very well <laughs> well regardless i think i'll always tell people about them but anyways yeah you have your moon and your venus in the 10th house yeah. which actually just sort of means like a deeply rooted career it means a deeply rooted public persona so with people like this, like if you were ever lost, you know, and unsure of what you want to do with your life, it's about reconnecting with the moon sign and about understanding who am I on the deepest level because that will translate 
into my 10th house of my public persona. And so you have moon in Aquarius that actually, and I have this too, we are like inherently rebellious. So we can't really help it. Like this is, this essentially means that like our deepest self likes to be a loner. It likes to feel different than other people likes to feel like an individual. But at the same time, one of the deeper things is we want to make everyone feel comfortable with being an individual. And so when the moon is in Aquarius in the 10th house, it means part of my journey in my public life is exposing my inner weirdo and making other people comfortable with that too. And for themselves too. Yeah. Like it's, it's exactly. Okay. It's, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be you. So like having a podcast is fantastic because you're just by having a conversation with yeah. me, you're actually telling your listeners a lot about you. Yeah, I'm also telling people how I thought I was a Gemini moon for so exactly. goddamn long. What the hell is wrong with I me? I think you might like this interpretation a little bit better because yeah. um, my guess is, yes, you could have, because Aquarius and Gemini are both air signs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could have identified with a Gemini moon, yeah. but I think the Aquarius will take it one step further. We're like, whoa, I really, really feel that way. Like, yeah. I totally get that. So anyways, that's that's the I gist of your... Okay, like, I know this is your job. Yeah. Like, I would go crazy if people would just, like, run up to me and be like, what am I? I? People do that like, all the time. Just like, yeah. Sorry. I would just make no, send no, the no. check. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I indulge it enough to get them on a path. Yeah. Like, I give them enough nuggets of information where they can start going to Google or going to CoStar or going to, like, whatever app works for them, you know? should send you the check. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no. either <laughs> great. Um, no, but I also kind of want to, like, I feel like astrology has given people a bit of understanding about themselves yeah. that they may have not gotten before. Yes. And it's kind of like... I don't want to straight up say it's therapy because no, yeah. but it gives you an under, an eye-opening understanding that like you, some things that you didn't understand about yourself or didn't understand about your past. And this is also going like deep into your chart. Yes. And then you finally get like aha moments. Yes. And it's just like, did I? So yes, I had trauma. It's explained through yes. here. Didn't and to spend nice all that money. And how nice is to have someone yeah. that? And yeah. I just think it's crazy. It's it's really, really wild. It's but nuts. think about how cool it is that you were born at the exact moment that you were in the exact hospital that you were born in. Like it's, it's this like kind of idea of I was fated to be this person, you know? And what I do with yeah. that is my own self-will. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, it's what I always say is like self-affirmation. No, no. Self-realization is the key to self-actualization. Mm-hmm. And so like for what I've used a chart for and what I want other people to use their charts for is like, if you can understand your greatest strengths, your greatest weaknesses, your past trauma, but also where the birthplace of all of your healing comes from, then the sky's the limit for what you do with that chart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yes, it's, it's totally a healing practice, honestly. And it's different yeah. than therapy because by the way, I'm a huge advocate of therapy. Yeah. I actually think understanding your birth chart as a complement to active therapy is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So saying like, for instance, understanding, whoa, I have Pluto in the second house. I'm really bad with finances, but that's also connected to like deep rooted issues with self-worth. What if I brought that to the table for a session with my therapist and she could start to help me unpack and unravel that a little bit further. Do you, but do you think that there are some <laughs> therapists that are so like stuck stuck in like old times that if you were bringing but up they astrology they would just be like can you leave but i think, <laughs> I think oh, here's what i think a good therapist you're well on your way thank you a good therapist will say this is her 
healing practice. So I'm never going to, even if I don't believe in it, I will listen to what you I will have to say. They, they should. And a good therapist, I think would get curious as to why you're most interested in the fact that you have Pluto in the second house, right? Yeah. They'll be like, well, let's, let's talk about that further. Why is that? Why does that stand out to you as something that you really identify with? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, so they don't have to believe in it to help <laughs> you work through some of those things, you know? Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, there's some people Oh, that I just, know. Like, roll your eyes and like, when I go to my doctor, I was like, so I saw my naturopath. They're like, we can't have this conversation. <laughs> They're just like, yes. this isn't real. Like, yes. you have to leave now. Yes, so yes, yes, I, yes, yes. Sometimes it probably go like hand in hand. I mean, my parents are chemistry professors, so I am so comfortable with and aware of the fact that there are people who think that this is absolute. Crap, yeah, you know? but it's like still science. I don't know. I think like the space is science. Yes. I think it's the idea of synchronicity. So yeah. the idea is as is above is below. What's going on in the sky is, is being replicated somehow down here. And so like everyone can have their own interpretation of what that means, if that's correct, if that's incorrect. Yeah. But like that's part of my understanding of why astrology works and why it makes sense to me. Did you ever think in like 1 million years no. that you would be no. where you fucking no. are today? No. Imagine growing up with, by the way, like not just a science heavy family, atheists, like um, hyper intellectual to the point of even shaming spiritual practices and then to one day be an astrologer. And I like mean, monetizing and like being mon- able to quit your full-time oh, yeah. job it and like doing pretty well on your so own. So fucking bizarre. I can't even, it, but, but it, the cool thing is actually exacerbates in a good way my spiritual practice where I'm like, there are certain things that you can't control. And I had, I never in a million years could have planned for this, but how fucking cool is it that the universe threw me this thing? Yeah. Right. You're so meant like, to be here. Yeah. So that's what I think a really, and it set, it explains not that it's going to be astrology, but explains in my chart. Cause I have a really heavy Uranian chart. Mm-hmm. I have so much Aquarius in my personality, which is the rebel. I mean, I think it's hilarious in retrospect. What is the most opposite thing you could have done from your family of origin? Spiritual practice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel, I I was going to ask, what's your most asked question? And I feel like it's people just asking about compatibility. Their boyfriends, their girlfriends, but their it lovers. just goes back to dating culture right now. Yeah, I think we're in a weird time. It, we're just like everyone has to have like three or four partners. Yeah, actually, though, like yeah. I was just talking to one of the members. He's like in his sixties, yes. and he was like, I was talking to my son, and yes. like he was talking. There was like three girlfriends, like seeing three people, and I'm like, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> I, like I don't want to go outside. Like yeah. I don't want to leave the house anymore. Like, it's just like bizarre. Yeah, but that's why people are so kind of insecure and just like need to be reassured that like, okay, am I going to settle down with this person? Is there a future? Yes. You know, but I think that like, this isn't a dating show by the way. No, it should be though. (laughs) Maybe one day. Um, But the thing that I'll say about that is that I think that we're a generation of um, access, I guess. So we have a ton of access to a ton of information, a ton of things. And like a ton of dating apps too. A ton of people yeah. exactly and I think that well you're from New York I mean it's way yeah. that's a different dating that's pool people are out of control of there. course I met my I was someone who's not from New York and he's my boyfriend you know what I mean like yeah. I, I I remember being like it'd be really cool to date someone in New York and yeah. it's like I went on two dates a week for a month one time and so that means that I ended up dating I think 10 people 
And by the way, none of them worked out. But the cool thing is like, it's funny how it, it, it boosted my confidence to be like, yeah, dating in New York, quite frankly, is more of a social experiment than it is about finding oh, your 100%. one true love. And then again, there's the idea of fate. I ended up meeting. I was in London for 24 hours. My boy, by the way, me and my boyfriend went on a date when we were 12. And then he been, he's been asking me out. In, a, in California. In California. Okay. He's been asking me out once a year ever since then. <gasps> and I finally said yes because I was in London for 24 yeah. hours. I was bored. I was depressed. Was he there like for school or he was working there? He was there? living there. He was okay. working there. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get drunk and sleep with him. And then turns out he's like the most amazing man ever. And, and, and so a long-winded way of saying, um, since we're a generation of access you know, my boyfriend's chart and I, it's not perfect all the time, just like no relationship is, but I use our charts to like work on how we can build an infrastructure that yeah. works for both of us. And so I, I do wish for all of us that we can start saying, yes, I have access to eight zillion people, but I really just want to make it work with this one person for now, you know? That's, that's, that's dating advice right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like no one's really going to be your perfect match. And if they were, you'd never grow and you'd never learn anything about yourself. And That's you'd never true. like, you know, what does he think about your like career? He's so interesting. He's the biggest skeptic in general, not about astrology. Yeah. He's just a skeptical person. Um, but he's spiritual himself. So I think that that's an added like layer. He's mm-hmm. sober. And so he's been in AA for seven years and that's a spiritual program in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And um, he's been interesting because he is so deeply supportive, but he's never said, I believe in astrology. I love this. I buy into it. But he has absorbed so much information that if we're at a dinner party and someone's obviously like asking these tons of questions, he can interject to as my support system and be like, well, the rising sign is excellent. You know, he, your friend he did that yesterday too. Oh, I just yeah, feel, like, feel like, I, I literally know. feel like anyone who's close to you and around you just picks up that energy and is like, it's starting to, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is there was a crazy eclipse on the 21st of this month, January yeah. 21st. Oh yes. It hit my boyfriend so hard. Cause it was in two really personal parts of his chart. Okay. And, um, he said, he was like, this is, he was, he didn't mean this fully, but he said, you might make me a believer after all, just because the effects of the eclipse were uncanny. Like what I was writing about what the eclipse was and what he was experiencing was just like, you can't say no, that doesn't, it was just too parallel. Um, and so anyways, he's a, he, I will never want or push him to believe what I believe in, but I do think that he's wonderful in his desire to be open-minded. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Does he live in New York now? or are you guys He are still finally up? lives in New York. Oh he gosh. moved there six months ago. Thank fucking How God. He's so stoked. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like a weight off your... Are you dating anyone? No. And have you... Do you want to get in? We don't have to get into like, it. Like, again, the dating pool is just like too Is it tough in Toronto? Well, it's kind of like the same thing, and like it's fine. Like, I mean, like I speak to people like I'm across North America, yeah, but I just feel <laughs> like um, I just need like some time to myself. Yes, it's just been a crazy. But how cool is that? It is cool. I was deeply alone before I met my boyfriend. Yeah, and I think that I couldn't. Have... Oh, I'm not saying I'm deeply alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm deeply alone. But you, want, you don't want to. Um, yeah, I need like I need some time. Yes, to like any commit to anyone. Those are the most fun periods of time. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah for me and me only yes <laughs> but <laughs> i guess that's it like i mean if you guys aren't following already again i'm pretty sure everyone listening is following follow nadine at nadine jane underscore astrology yes exactly and yeah thank you so much thank you so much this, this is, is so, so exciting and i'll see you guys next time <laughs>